Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. Hey there, Ashley here. I was just popping in to give you a heads up. The audio is not of the best quality this week, and that's my bad. It was the first time I was recording in person with Amanda, and I have no idea what I'm doing, so it's it might sound a little off, and I apologize. It'll be better next episode, I promise. And with that, here we go. Get in there! Get in there! All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Greetings, Tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge. This week's book that you may or may not have read is Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. And this week, we have Amanda here with us to discuss. Hey, Amanda. Hey, I'm Amanda, the secondhand slut. (laughs) (laughs) I mean to say, like, second in command. (laughs) All right, Amanda. My second-in-command slut today. (laughs) What up? (laughs) What up? (laughs) So, I'll go ahead and let you tell everyone how we met. I was dating a boy who was friends with Ashley's roommate, Danny. Whom you all maybe know if you listen to the first episode. Who you all should know and love. Um, We went to a party, a flapper party. I had a little too much to drink. My boyfriend was being a duke. Um, I ended up crying in Ashley's bed, and we just really bonded over that. Yeah, so I saw the tears starting, and I was like, okay, we're just going to take this somewhere private. We're going to get you out of here. First of many times, I acted a mess in Ashley's bed. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, your house was my favorite place for mental breakdowns in my early 20s. True friends go over to each other's houses and dye each other's hair blue at midnight. (laughs) We've actually done that. We weren't even drinking. This is just, this is how we roll. <laughs> but yeah, that dude was definitely being a douche that night. Yeah, but who who hasn't gotten too drunk and emotional at a party? Right. I'm sure most people have. Also, how many how many of your best friends have you met through a shitty former significant other? Right. Danny and I used to joke, like when our not so great exes would start dating new new girls we'd be we'd be like oh man they need they need to just ditch him and just go ahead and join up with the lady gang because skip the dating him part and just join us just skip dating him and just go ahead and be our friend Mm -hmm. this is a A shitty ex support group (laughs) (laughs) we will add the 1-800 number to the uh to the website Let's start things off with a little bit about the author, Talia Hibbert. She's a New York Times and USA Today bestseller. She's self-published and writes sexy, diverse romance because she believes that people of marginalized identities need honest and positive representation. Absolutely true. Her interests include beauty, junk food, and unnecessary sarcasm. And I got all this information off of her Goodreads author page. Okay. Damn it! <laughs> we forgot the drinks again! Damn it! So, I did have to take a little break earlier and get some wine for Amanda. <laughs> she was a little nervous. And speaking of wine, this week for our drink pairings, I had a really hard time. Uh, they didn't drink a lot in the book. The only things I can recall were the sour cherry shots, and I think Red had a rum when they went to the bar, but I'm not about that. So instead of cherry sour shots, I went with cherry blossom wine. It's a nice red wine from Trader Joe's. Amanda, what'd you go with? I originally planned on having some chai tea, but I got a little nervous, you know, a little uh, liquid courage. I'm drinking some of this wine now. <laughs> How do you like it? 
It's good. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's not it's not bad. So uh, you said chai tea. What kind of chai? Do you make your own or is there a brand you like or a shop that sells it? I bought it from the store. I use two tea bags because I'm fancy. Usually add a little oat milk, some cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Starbucks has nothing on me, bitch. Yeah, pretty good. We'll go ahead and include those in the sip and snack post on the Instagram. Okay. Add enough wine. How are you feeling? Feeling good. (laughs) Summarize this book. (laughs) I swear to God, I keep forgetting how to speak. (laughs) Okay. Bitch, I think I did. (laughs) Shit. Okay. Okay. All right. I got my little summary written down. All right. Girl with chronic illness decides to live her best life after almost dying at the hands of a drunk driver. Love that for her. She's a little boring. She's moody. She's not like other girls. She's an edgy girl. She likes long-haired, tattooed artist men. They lust for each other for too many pages. Lots of pussy involved. Only one an actual cat. And how would you summarize this book? I like that summary. Very accurate. Pace yourself. Hang in there. I got this. All right. All right. Summary. Okay. So my summary is, after a near-death experience, cranky and chronically ill Chloe decides to start living her life to the fullest. So she makes a list and seeks the help of her red-headed Fabio, the superintendent, Red. Surprise! They fall in love. That's it. That's my summary. That's it. Okay. Bye. Toodles. Bye. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite part? I gotta say, my favorite parts were all the times that Red was being wholesome. Yeah. Because men are never wholesome in romance novels. I feel like they're not wholesome, you know? And I found some that are. I'm going to suggest some books to you after this. (laughs) What kind of romance novels are you reading? Not a lot of them. Yeah, true. Oh, so Amanda doesn't typically read romance. So she's doing this as a favor to me. Also, important to note, I read the book while Amanda listened to the audiobook. Very different experiences. <laughs> yes, which I found out when Amanda forced me to listen to some spicy chapters of audio, and it made me very uncomfortable. We're going right. to talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed the camping scene before it got raunchy. I thought the part at the beginning where he ate the casserole was cute. I like his relationship with his mom. I think that's kind of cute, you know. He helped her find the cat. Speaking of cat, favorite part, smudge. smudge. Um, I did enjoy the, the what is she? She's like a lingerie salesman, the cat's owner. Oh, what was it? Knicker something. Knicker whisperer. I really enjoyed her. Annie? Annie. Annie. Right? Yeah. Someone's screaming at us right now. <laughs> Basically, I just liked red. I, yeah, I liked red too. What was your favorite part? Smudge. Yes. It's, I literally, it, it's all caps on my book report. There were quite a few things I enjoyed about this. Obviously, Smudge is top of the list. Also, small detail, Chloe plays The Sims. And Amanda and I are avid Sims 4 players. What expansions do you think she has? Mm. I forgot. What was her job? Oh, shit. I forgot what her job was. She makes websites and shit, right? You think she plays, like, fantasy sims? Werewolves Mm. and shit? Or you think she plays, like, get to work? You know what I mean? You know what? She she would play get to work. Yeah. She definitely has get to work. Probably. For sure. Okay. Um. (laughs) And, like, the laundry pack? She probably has that. Oh, the laundry pack. Ugh. I wonder if anyone listening knows what we're talking about. <laughs> I wonder if there are any sim players out there. I wonder if anyone here has the laundry pack and feels offended. I have the laundry pack, but I don't really use it that much because it catches the house on fire. It just catches the house on fire. <laughs> All right. So that was a little detail I liked. Uh, something a bit bigger. I loved that. For once, it wasn't the woman coming out of a mental, physical, emotionally abusive relationship. It was the man, which was really refreshing. Now, do I enjoy people coming out of abusive relationships or having abusive, I guess I should say having abusive relationships? No. But as a trope, it's often a trope in these types of books. I really enjoyed that for once, it wasn't the woman. Also tied to that is the fact that 
therapy is is not made to be a big deal in this story and i think that's how it should be in real life but you know here we are so i really like that and so this last one i don't <clears throat> there may have been some of this in there but i don't actually recall reading any of it um or seeing it i guess uh i didn't read anything about body insecurity oh me either yeah and so i want to say chloe's a bigger girl if you look at the cover it's clear that she's not a waif um and that's another thing heather and i were talking about this on our episode for spoiler alert this is it so i you probably don't know this because you're not like super into romance reading but this is a shitty thing they do to larger protagonists they do cartoon covers instead of like having a real life plus size woman on the cover they do cartoons get in there girl yeah that's a thing you know as i've said before you can sit there and try to defend it and say oh but it's the style everyone's doing it yeah no i can't tell you a single instance where i've looked at a romance novel cover and had a plus size woman on it a real real life model a real-life plus-size model on the cover of a romance novel. Have not seen it yet. I think you're totally right. It's yeah. bad. It's oh. shitty. It is super shitty. It was positive because it wasn't talked about at all. It wasn't made a huge part of her character. Yeah. But still not winning with the covers. Do better. Speaking of shitty shit, what was your least favorite part? Okay, so I listened to the audiobook, and she did a beautiful job reading. But, um, honestly, the sex scenes, no. cringe, cringe, so bad, so bad, all of them. I agree. I did not listen to the full audiobook, but Amanda had me listen to some of the sex scenes. So I personally do not like audiobooks in general. I never have. I don't have anything against them or anything. I just, I don't know. I just can't get into them. But... Yeah, super awkward. Funny story. This is what I wanted to tell you, but I wanted to wait until we were recording. Oh, no. Okay, okay. Are you ready? I don't know. Hold on. Let me get more wine. <laughs> All right. Backstory. I work at a hospital. I work night shift. So um, it's like 4 a.m. I'm like powering through this book, you know, my little audio book. I've got my AirPods in. I'm, I shouldn't have been listening to my book probably, but I'm like giving a patient a breathing treatment and got my little AirPod in. I walk away to get something. I forget that my phone is in my computer cart, which is inside my patient's room. Okay. Oh my I walk away. All of a sudden, I no longer hear the book playing in my ear. So I am like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I run back. My audiobook's just playing on my phone. Oh. Raunchy scene. Talking about Chloe's throbbing pussy. Oh, <laughs> no. No. Yeah, girl. I was crying, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Crying, laughing. I would have died. Mm-hmm. I've been like, um, I quit. Gotta go. Bye. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Well, did your patient say she liked it? I didn't give her a chance to. <laughs> I packed it up and I ran. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, who was? Do you know? Oh, no? if I what's okay. her name? Okay, I will. I will find that and include. I'll include the narrator. Um, for the audiobook in the show notes on the website. Okay. It literally sounded like someone's British granny. And then when she did the voice for Red, it was like someone's cranky grandpa. And like for the sex scenes, it was very not, uh... I would want, like, beautiful voice, beautiful reading. I just, I would want to hear her reading, like, a children's fairy tale. And yeah. not a raunchy sex scene between chloe and red because that scarred me yeah but also that could just be us because as you said apparently plenty of people love this audiobook yeah i i out of curiosity i you know was reading a little reddit thread and everyone was like oh the sex scenes were so hot the audiobook was so hot i love the voices and i'm like okay so it's just me i mean Ashley listened to it it might just be us. I think it I think it is. It's us. We're just awkward. Um and your least favorite part. Ooh. Okay, let's see. All right. So, I may get hate for this, 
I wanted to like this book so much. Um, to be fair, I did have to start, stop, start, stop a lot. Um, I was busy around the time when I read this. It feels like all of the conflict is, all the conflicts are internal issues. They're issues of Chloe and Red. It's all their internalized shit. And honestly, it was boring. Because, yes, of course, they're the focus of the story, but there were no outside outside conflicts like you know maybe if his ex had come back in the picture it would have spiced it up a bit you know to cause drama or i don't know something to do with her family something it just it was just all their internal issues that they were dealing with which there's gonna be a bit of that of course in every romance novel but i just felt like the entire thing all the conflict was just the conflicts they had with themselves and their hang-ups and things that they had to work out and get over. And I just, you know, I really wish, like, I love, and I loved all the side characters, too. I would have loved to see more of them. Like, the, is it the grandma or the aunt? Gigi. Mm-hmm. Gigi, her, uh, Chloe's sisters. All of that would have been great. And you mentioned, you mentioned his mom. Where was his mom in the end? Yeah. She completely just fell off. She just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Heard about her again. Yeah, she, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her, but. <laughs> Even that drunk bitch in the beginning was more interesting really? than their storyline. The, the woman who crashed her car and almost killed Chloe. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I would love to have known where she was going. Yeah, what's where was she coming from? What's her life like? <laughs> Bob. Yeah, I want to know more about that blonde Bob. But yeah, basically, I just, I could not connect with these characters. I wanted to like this book so much. It's so highly rated. I went into it thinking, yeah, it's going to be great. And meh. So basically, it's all internal conflict. And it was boring. All right, moving on. What the fuck moment. Okay. (laughs) Turns page. (laughs) She's starting the page. All right, um... I have a couple. Uh, first of all, I, I I also kind of started and stopped this book, so I don't super remember why this happened, but Chloe poured her tea in her neighbor's mailbox. Do you remember that? Oh, shit. Yeah. The neighbor did something. She accidentally took her mail, I think. she Whatever she had done, it was an accident, and Chloe poured her tea in the mailbox. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I forget why she did that, but I have it written down. I wrote tea in mail. Yeah, I don't know. If someone was messing with my mail and stuff, I might put tea in someone's mailbox. Maybe, but I think it was like an accident. And it was it was that cute old lady whose casserole ready, wasn't it? Was it the same lady? I know what you're talking about. I vaguely remember this. I just don't have all the details. I probably should have went back and read that part again before I talked shit about it. But again, someone's screaming. Right. <laughs> I know, probably. <laughs> then I get this bitch off. <laughs> okay, and then, okay, it was I, not that important, you know, whatever. The whole ending. The whole ending. Uh, so I did receive a text. I get this text that says, the ending angered me. (laughs) I mean, it's a romance novel, so a little predictable. You know, of course, something was going to happen. Things were going well. They liked each other. Something was going to happen. It did. But first of all, Chloe, shitting on red, you know, whatever. Okay. Kind of a misunderstanding when he reads the list. You know, I think he overreacted a little bit. I think it was just a big misunderstanding. Both of the things easily could have just been like, oh, like, haha, you know, they could have talked that out very easily. But instead, Chloe plans to move out. Red uh, resigns. Um, he sends her a bunch of gifts. She won't accept them. I just, it was a mess. Both just like Red seems so mature. Chloe seems so mature, you know, emotionally. And then this, it just did not make sense to me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they just kissed and made, like, kissed and made up after all that. That was something I noticed. I don't think I wrote this down, actually. I think I forgot. The pacing for that was completely... It was so drawn out and strange. Most of the book is just them getting to know each other and all their internal monologuing, which is really boring. They don't even... Okay. All right. That's my spicy snippet. I can't get into that just Mm -hmm. yet. At least half of the book, they're just dealing with their internal shit and dancing around each other basically so then they get together for a brief period everything's fine and then it's like god what was it like the last couple chapters that that happened in? it was the last few chapters and it just and then it was just like oh, oh they're done everything's fine Woo, happy ending the pacing was really off with that it was very to me it was just very awkward i was like oh that's kind of 
all right. I was just, I was so confused because things were great. You know, I was listening to the audiobook and all of a sudden Red's like screaming at her because she said he was nothing or, oh, he's nothing. He's nobody. Which, what did he, what did he want from, what did he want from that interaction? You know what I mean? What is she supposed to say? I don't know. It was just weird. In defense of the story, you don't read a lot of romance. So miscommunication is one of the biggest tropes used. It will literally be the dumbest thing. And these two grown ass adults cannot get their shit together and just discuss it calmly with each other. That's how you get the book. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They have to have, yeah, like there's always got to be some type of miscommunication. Any others? Um, no, that's all I've got written down. I said ending. I said WTF Chloe with three question marks. Oh, and then I thought it was kind of strange. Chloe never really apologized to him. You know, he blew up at her, but then he tried really hard yeah. to get back in her good graces. And she was just kind of like, I'm Chloe, you know? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go to therapy. Burr, 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 burr. And she's just like, I'm Chloe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I found her kind of mm-hmm, bitchy. Yeah, that's it. What were your WTF? What were my WTFs? All right. First of all, as I was reading it, I want to say it was when they were at the park and they got in trouble for making out or something. And she referred to the other women at the park as yummy mummies. What the fuck is a yummy mummy? (laughs) Well, let me tell you because I looked it up. Oh, God. (laughs) So it's slang for an attractive mother. I mean, there was also a website, something about breastfeeding support. Uh, I highly doubt they're talking about that. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they were using it as a slang term for an attractive mother. So this book, the characters are European and we are slovenly Americans over here reading it. So there, every once in a while, there's some stuff that we aren't going to pick up on. It's the same thing when I watch Love Island UK. Please tell me you watch Love Island UK. Oh my god. I just not went from romance, I guess. No, Love Island UK is a reality series. Oh. You know what I have been watching? What? The Circle. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. so bad. (laughs) But yes, if you do not watch Love Island UK, for anyone listening, you definitely should. It's great. I love it so much. Even though I have to look up a lot of their slang, I have to Google a lot of what they're saying (laughs) on my phone. Okay. I was so upset when Smudge turned out to have an owner. Oh my god, me what too. the fuck? I was so mad. I'm upset that she made Chloe give him back. Right? Like, she climbed a tree for your cat, and you made her give him back? That's some bullshit. <laughs> I would have uh, minded my business and kept that cat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So another what the, I literally what what the fuck when Chloe pretended Brad was quote no one right directly after he finger banged her in an alley. Mm-hmm. Like girl, what? So I know she panicked. I know the context of it and everything. That oh god, that was a serious dick move. Yeah. Oh man, I literally, I literally like what what? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Alright, this is gonna be uncomfortable. Oh, hit me with it. Red's dirty talk. Oh. Is so fucking cringe. It is so bad. I've got some quotes here oh. from the book. Me too, bitch. Oh my god. I've got it written down. They're under favorite quotes. <laughs> okay, so we've got some quotes here. Let me see. <laughs> oh, let me read these. Kiss you until I couldn't taste myself anymore. <laughs> Just fruit tea and too much mouth. What? Wait, wait, it gets it gets better. Hold on. I got another one here. I want to make you cry. I bet you get like that, don't you? When it's too much. When it feels too good. Dude, I know, like, it... <sighs> Like, I'm sorry. I, I like Red. I really love Red's character. Please stop. Please stop. I, no. It's a no from me. So bad. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, wait, I mine. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you found yours? Gotta be mine. Okay, all right. Okay, I think it's, it's before they know that they like each other. Mm-hmm. And he is about to jerk it to her <laughs> collarbone or whatever the fuck. And he... And he's like, fiddling his diddlies. <laughs> and he says something about cracking like a perverted egg. A perverted egg. 
And then another quote I have written down, I do not know the context. He, uh, it says, they stood staring at each other like a pair of tits. <laughs> they can't. They face forward. They can't stare at each other. What kind of tits are you talking about? They're like a pair of tits. <laughs> I mean, just this sex scene, sometimes it's like she sucked his thumb into her mouth. Girl, is he a baby? <laughs> what? what is this about? His thumb? Mm. Oh, you know what? Speaking of quotes, yeah, I skipped the good quote part. Did you have any good quotes that you liked from the book? I did have some good quotes. Alright, go I mean, for it. The book was kind of boring and the sex was really bad, but there were some really, like, <laughs> there were some really sweet lines, though. Yeah, yeah. Some parts were. of their relationship were sweet. I wrote a few down. Bravery wasn't an identity so much as a choice. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, that one. That's cute. And then, um, Red, I think when he was talking about therapy... At the end, after Chloe hurt him, whatever, he said, life hurts, it's unavoidable, but I know the difference between torture and growing pains. Yeah. You know, like, I know when something's toxic and when you just need to work through it. I yeah. thought that was nice. One time, Chloe, I guess, was having a fibromyalgia flare-up, mm -hmm. and she took a shower, and she's like, you gotta hold on to bliss with both hands. Yeah. That was cute. Oh, and this quote was long. Hold on, I have it on my phone. Red is trying to cook for her, and she doesn't want him to. And he's like, you think this is a big deal? Because no offense, you've had a lot of people in your life who claim to care about you but didn't act like it. That's not me. I can cook, and right now you can't. So I'm doing it for you because that's how people should behave. They should fill in each other's gaps. Don't think about it too hard. There were definitely some really good quotes in this book. Yeah. And I'm glad you picked all the serious ones because the one I wrote down. So in the very beginning, Red's talking about old people having hankies on them. Like a ninja carries yeah. like, hidden on them like ninja stars. I don't remember the direct quote. I forgot to write it down. And then another one that it really made me laugh. Some sort of sex-deprived Victorian bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Red said that. I have no idea who said that. I did not write that down. But yeah, I'm glad you went with the really deep introspective. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> Perverted egg. <laughs> Speaking of perverted eggs, red flags. Hit me. Okay, so I wrote the whole ending. I really had a problem with that ending. Chloe watching Red. I know he noticed and he thought it was hot, but that is just so weird to me. That is just so uncomfortable to me. And the fact that she, uh, she was like, I did something so bad. Girl, like, that's bad, but it's not that bad. But also, it's really creepy. I would never... I don't know if it happens to you, but when I'm walking around the neighborhood, sometimes people don't believe in curtains or blinds and, you know, it'll be getting dark. They have all the lights on in their house. It's it's like, what's her face from you, Beck? <laughs> God, it, they just, they're walking around doing their thing. Nick and I go on walks pretty often. We have seen some weird shit. We've seen people watching pornography. We've seen half-naked people. I actively do not look into windows. Right. When I'm, when I'm walking, I do not want, I do not wish to be scarred for life. So I'm just going to go ahead and put the blinders on and not stare into anyone's windows. I'm sure she could have found something else, you know, naughty. I'm totally the naked window neighbor. You know, I keep my curtain open and I'm the naked neighbor. All right, Beck, I'm Beck. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Just weird. And then I wrote that Red absolutely losing his shit over her saying that was a red flag. But then I kind of reread the end of it again. And I don't really think it was a red flag. I think it was totally justified considering she knew exactly what he had been through. And she decided to do that anyway. He like told her all of his trauma. And then she's like, hey, nothing. Yeah. Finger bang me all the time, though. You're my dildo, but nothing else. <laughs> For red flags, I put down, which I think this ties into what you just said, just in general, Chloe's standoffishness. Yeah, she gave a lot of pushback about everything. I put a note on here that says she... She was worth getting to know, but most aren't. I think maybe Red had said that to her at some point or something. But yeah, just both of them were so, gar like, just so ready to have their feelings hurt. It's like they were just waiting for it. And they were both so quick to run, too. Yeah. You know, they got into their first little spat, which honestly wasn't even that bad, no. in my opinion, you know? Yeah, Not no. that bad. I mean, what she said was hurtful, and the way he reacted was definitely hurtful, but finger bang yeah, bye he was about to move out he he put up a letter saying he was resigning right mm -hmm. like they were outy they were done and then he was kind of love bombing her with all the gifts 
that letter that she wouldn't even read. I'm like, all you have to do is apologize. Just talk about it. Again, miscommunication. Yeah, too. yeah. The romance novel but, you thing. Know, sometimes it can be done in such a way where it's not as annoying or glaringly okay just fucking just fucking apologize and you're done and again that ties into what i said before outside conflict was needed desperately for me this is just a me thing because obviously tons of people love this book i really wanted to love it but i just you know that's not on the author that's on me because sometimes i get into reading ruts or I'll just be in the mood for something dark and twisty, and then I'll go and read something like this, and I'm like, meh. I mean, if anyone's wondering, I am in the middle of a very dark series right now, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just in a, I'm in a very dark place. I'm okay. It's fine. I'm fine. It's just very dark. Mm-hmm. All right, but I think I think all of us do that at some point. Like everyone's got their guard up. You don't want to get hurt, but they were just they were just too much. Yeah, and it was all in their own heads too. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like fucked and almost fucked and almost fucked and then finally did and then broke up, but actually weren't together. I was just mess, messy. It was very messy. Is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life? Oh, I wrote in quotes, fill in the gaps because I did really like that quote, but I also wrote, "Don't lose yourself in someone," though, because they went so hard for each other. You know, they had the one little spat and then. He quit his job and she was going to move away, like, uh, basically uproot their entire lives just because. Well, that was an overreaction. Right. So I guess you should not do that, (laughs) is what I'm saying. That's a good one. What about you? Oh, okay. So I didn't realize s'mores were an American thing. They didn't know what s'mores were. I must have missed that part. Yeah. I know they were eating marshmallows. Yeah, there was a part. I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly how it was um, Zach dialogue. But yeah, apparently s'mores are an American thing. And I don't, apparently a lot of Europeans don't know what they are. You know what? I should have looked into the history of s'mores before <laughs> recording this. I just thought that was funny. And don't live in your own head so much, which pretty much is what you said seriously mm-hmm. you're stressing yourself out it's just it's not necessary just try to relax i know like oh relax but no like when you live in your head too much you miss out on a lot that's around you and i think that that actually was kind of somewhat of a theme in this book did you find it <laughs> It's not even history of the graham cracker and of the marshmallow. I just want to know about the s'more. It's going in-depth. I don't care that much, you know? Oh. Okay, well, funnel cakes. <gasps> funnel oh, cake. This is funeral cake. Oh. <laughs> oh, my funnel God. cake. Especially prepared upon the death of a loved one. Okay, during the 1890s, a marshmallow roasting fad took hold of summer resort towns in the Northeast. Places like Asbury Park in New Jersey hosted them often drawing a young crowd, especially since newspapers at the time called the roasts an excellent medium for flirtation since Hmm. people could nibble off each other's sticks. Spicy. All right, so they are an American thing. Cool. All right, you got a little history lesson in this episode. (laughs) The first official recipe for a s'more came out in the 1927 Girl Scout guidebook, Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. Oh, my God. Wow. S'mores than I ever thought I'd know. All right. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, those were my life lessons or whatever, what have you. All right. Are you ready to give your spicy snippet? My spicy snippet. I think there was a lot of talk of throbbing pussy, (laughs) but not a lot of taking care of it. You know what I mean? A lot of like... Oh, her collarbone, I'm gonna jerk off, and then he didn't even come, and then, oh, her her hair, like, oh, she's so pretty, oh, I wanna fuck her with my raging boner, and he, they just didn't even touch each other. A lot of that shit. Alright, so I'm gonna hop in on this, because this was my spicy snippet as well. All talk, no action for half of the fucking book. It took them over half a book to even just kiss. And not even all talk. All internal dialogue about wanting to fuck the other person. It wasn't even them, like, in-person teasing, you know? 
Yeah, no. Just on their own, Chloe watching him through the window, him laying in his bed, squeezing his balls, whatever the fuck. <laughs> his perverted eggs. These perverted eggs. Boring. I was like, get on with it. Yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I text you about this. Yeah. When I was reading the book, I was like, what did I text you? Three fourths of the way down, they're finally gonna fuck. <laughs> they're finally fucking. They finally kissed. I think I texted you something like, Put the P in the V like the supposed super horny adults you are. I'm tired of hearing about it. Just do it. At this point, I don't care if you fuck, you know? Just fucking do something. Like, at that point, it's like, I kind of don't want you to because I'm really tired of hearing about it. So if we could just move on to something else right. at this point. <laughs> but yeah. Bring um, back Smudge. Talk about him some more instead. <laughs> yeah, Smudge needed more, he needed more page time. So that's that's it. Did you have another spicy snippet? Um, I thought Chloe was kind of a cunt. <laughs> Not even in, like, a strong female lead kind of way, yeah, but no. just, like, for no reason. Yeah. I just didn't like her. I'm sorry. I just couldn't click with her. I didn't like her. I didn't either. And I honestly kind of had a hard time liking Red. Like, I thought he did some wholesome shit, and he, like, was probably the more emotionally mature of the two. But I just didn't like either of them, you know? Really liked the sisters and the grandma, though. Oh, yeah. I love them. I love the sisters and the grandma. This is so funny, because our spicy snippets are essentially the same. (laughs) For my second spicy snippet, I wrote so many positives, but I just couldn't connect with the characters. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of... The C word, when I was on the reviews for this, so many people were complaining about the use of the C word in this book, but which I'm just going to go ahead and assume they're American or something like we are, because these are European characters. I feel like they say cunt a lot. It's a pretty common word over there. It's a common curse word. I mean, most of the time... Oh, you're being a cunt. Like, it's pretty common. Did they use it as an insult, or did they just talk about him wanting to feel her warm cunt? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think... I get... Yeah, it was a different context, but at the same time, it's, it's like, okay, we say pussy. Yeah. Whatever other vulgar shit we say. Pussy, dick and balls... I just of all the words they used in that book, the one they had a problem with was the C word. I mean, that's one of my probably top five most used swear words. Yeah, I don't think I don't really use it. It's only only, I like to bust it out on special occasions, you know, but I'm a little vulgar. I should not be so vulgar, but I don't have a problem with that word. Listen, this entire podcast, I don't know. But I'm probably angering a lot of people. Uh, here's the thing. This is a very vulgar podcast. Uh, what what episode is this going to be? We're seven episodes in. So if you didn't know we were vulgar at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you know, baby. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember recording the intro and I think. I, I don't know. I probably said fuck or something. And uh, I was talking to someone. They said, oh, well, I don't know. I think that's a little vulgar. I was like, bitch, did you not? Did you miss what this whole <laughs> this entire podcast is about? The name literally translates to boner books. Purged <laughs> tomes. Boner books. What were you expecting? Of course I'm going to say the F word. And the C word, and the P word, and the D word, and the other C word, and penis, <laughs> and shaft. I, you know, you know what? I do have a problem with that word. The word shaft. <laughs> I fucking hate that word. Squeeze the base of his shaft. What the fuck? <laughs> I've heard some sex scenes before where the language they use is just. No. You know, like these sex scenes. Right, like I, I'm bisexual and this book might have been the final thing that turned me off of men completely. <laughs> it's just no. We gotta get you some good smut. I think the last naughty book I tried to read was Fifty Shades. No. And as soon as he touched her tampon, I was out. No. I was out. Well, I didn't even get that far. I think I got, I may have gotten two and a half chapters in. 
and I couldn't do it. It was bad. The, just the language, the writing itself was bad, awful. I couldn't get past it enough to go any further. And I will know that as an audiobook. Absolutely not. I would never listen to another audiobook if we're being honest. But it's just, it's so bad. It's just and so everyone loves me. Everyone loves it so much. And I'm like, God, why? Please let me let me give you some good smut. This oh. is trash. Our Reddit thread, I was expecting everyone to kind of have the same opinion as me. And I read through and they're like, oh, it was so hot. Like, I love this scene. Oh, I was listening to it outside. I had to go in because I got too hot. And I'm like, Damn. I like wanted to take my AirPod out of my ear and throw it across the room. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. And I am not approved, you know. You say the C word. We're obviously not approved. <laughs> I'm all about the dirty talk, but that was just uncomfortable. He said, Chloe, I'm going to make you come. <laughs> God, the fucking audiobook, man. <laughs> so that's your preview of the audiobook, if you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Those were our spicy snippets. It's time for the speed round. Are you ready? As will ever be. <laughs> okay, first question. Who would you want to be besties with and why? The sisters, uh, Danny and whatever. Danny was the cool one. <laughs> but they just seemed like such a good time. Yeah. You know, they're so fun. They're like yeah. the opposite of Chloe. <laughs> and there's a book about Danny, right? Yes, each sister gets a book. Yeah, okay, I'm probably going to read the sister's books. Yeah, I was thinking I'm going to read Danny's book, too. Yeah. Because Danny, I like Danny yeah, a lot. They seem very fun. What about you? I want to be best friends with Gigi. Yes, the eccentric aunt. And she's like lovers with her yoga instructor or something. Mm-hmm. She has led a very interesting life. Mm-hmm. I want to know all about that. Mm-hmm. She'd be a blast. Who do you want to throat punch and why? Ooh, honestly, Chloe. <laughs> She's a little annoying. Yeah, yeah. She's just very self-absorbed. A little bit, I, yeah. Kind of annoying, kind of a cunt for no reason. She poured her tea in her neighbor's fucking mail. <laughs> um, I can't get over that, you know. <laughs> I mean, I like Chloe, but I would also want to throw a puncher sometimes some parts not all of it yeah yeah Sorry. i get the, i feel that no i feel that okay throat punch and why originally i was gonna throat punch annie and take smudge back mm-hmm. but by the end of the book chloe gets smudge back so that's no longer necessary yeah um dude uh turtleneck tom from the gallery trying to rat them out to the owner like, they're riffraff or some shit. Fuck you, Tom. Yeah. Fuck you, Tom, and fuck your turtleneck, too. <laughs> yeah, what a douche. Yeah, total douche. Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? Probably Gigi. Ooh. I think she could fucking swing. She could fuck shit up. You know? <laughs> she could fuck it up. Um, Probably Red, just because he's really tall. Looks like a goddamn lumberjack. Yeah, they're only talking about how beefy he was for the entire book. It's a beefcake. And that bitch with the car from the first scene. Oh, yeah. The drunk one. Because she could just run him over. Blonde Bob bitch. Yeah. She wants to speak to your fucking manager. (laughs) And hit you with a car. And she's been in prison, so she's tougher than I am. That Karen don't play. (laughs) Who would you want in a fight? You know, I'm going to go with Smudge. Agile, claws, can't go wrong. I like it. (laughs) Who would you cast for these characters? And we'll start with Chloe. Okay, I did the bare minimum. Only (laughs) Chloe and Liam. I'm Liam. God damn, I gave it away. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh my god, okay. From the top, okay. Who would you cast for these characters? Okay, for Chloe, I'm gonna do... The girl who played Tasty on Orange is the New Black. Oh, that's a good one. Danielle Brooks. Yeah. Love her. Um, And then for Red, I'm going to do Liam Hemsworth because I don't really know a lot of actors and he's like an attractive, basic white guy. Yeah. And that's kind of what Red is. So I'm going to go with that. That's my final answer. <laughs> and now I would like to know yours. Okay. So for Chloe, like with the funky clothes and everything, like the the funky fashion sense. So for Chloe, I went with Amber Riley. She plays Mercedes in Glee. I feel like she'd be a really good fit. You know, she's spunky. For Red, I actually went 
I tried Googling redheaded actors, and <clears throat> I'm probably not going to say this right, but Rolf, Chris, Rolf Christian Larson or Christian Larson, Rolf Christian Larson, he is a Norwegian actor. From what I saw, he's the closest to my mental image of red. They look cute together. It's good you went with someone who has red hair already. I figured he could bleach that shit. They can wear contacts. They can wear wigs. They can bleach, dye, whatever. So that's what we think. Let's see what some other people think. So I went on Goodreads. Today we're just going to be sad. We're going to start at the top and land at the bottom. So for our first review here, Kat gives it five stars. Oh my god. This is a romance I do indeed fuck with. Wow. So this review is actually a lot longer, and she had a very nice itemized list, but it was too long to read. But I just, I really liked the the first line of her review. Next, we've got inactive, five stars. So y'all are going to lust over assholes like the men with the wings and big dicks and a cord of thorns and roses and just leave men like Red who are compassionate as fuck and will make you tea when they think you're hurt behind? Okay, sure. Okay, so (laughs) we were talking, okay, we were talking about this earlier. A Court of Thorn and Roses is a fantasy romance series. Uh, It's Faye. I'm going to have to cover this book. We're all going to have to read this book because I need to know. This shit is everywhere. It's on Book Talk. It's on Reels. It's all over the Facebook groups I'm in. I need to know what this is about. So the book is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Maas or Mass. I don't know. Don't, don't kill me. Don't kill me. I don't know. I have a hard time pronouncing things. Men with wings and big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm having major FOMO. All right. Oh, hey, it's Chai. It's your turn. (laughs) Chai gave it four stars. I used to think that 20, 22-year-old people were adults with a job and a house of their own. And here I am reading romance to fill the void inside my heart. Oh, Aw, Chai. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm 32 and I don't have any of that shit either. So here we are. Riley gave it three and a half stars. Firstly, this was some of the best chronic illness rep I have ever read, and parts of it made me really emotional. I really loved Chloe and read a lot as individuals, but for some reason I wasn't super connected to or feeling their romance. It was still a good book, and as always, I love Talia Hibbert's writing, but this wasn't my fave of hers. Agreed. Mina also gave it three and a half stars. Man, their final argument before the whole epic grovel was so unnecessary. But this book had some great representation, funny quips, steamy goodness, and some truly adorable moments. Anyway, please, Miss Hibbert, give us the story of Gigi and Shivani. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I want Gigi's story. Grace gave it two and a half stars. Not my fave. I actually enjoyed reading more about Chloe's relationship with her sisters than her relationship with Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wanted the sisters to be more involved mm-hmm. in this. Last but not least, well, technically it is least because Jamie only gave it one star. Oops. Oh, God, this is okay. <laughs> this is the one that I was like, okay, don't drink while I'm reading reviews. You know what screams romance? Getting fingered in a public park. <laughs> That and the fact that the whole romance was fueled by him wanting to fuck her is why I only gave this one star. It was just boring. I did like one thing, which is that it kind of felt like a role reversal from usual romance. A prickly woman and a soft and sweet man. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That first line. Okay. Again, I did see quite a few reviews that went into how they did not appreciate the C word being used. And as we said earlier, you know, they're European. I'm pretty sure that word is more common in all kinds of like different contexts over there. Here's the thing. No one likes the word moist. Here we are. Oh, I actually have a quote written down. Hold on. You reminded me. (laughs) Where is it? Okay. One time, Red says, I want to put my hand on your skirt and feel how hot your cunt is. 
Yeah, do it in like the narrator voice. Oh, hold on, sorry. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this. Chloe, I want to put my hand down your skirt and feel how hot your cunt is. <laughs> Chloe. Twelve hours of that. No, no. I don't know how you did that. I would have been like, we gotta find a new book. I just think it's kind of messed up that you're going to give a book a one star review just because you don't like the word cunt. Yeah. Like, no offense, but that's dumb. I'm sorry, but it's a trashy novel. Yeah, it's talk about it's a contemporary romance novel. Taking pussy. Oh, that brings me to the next thing. Along with people not liking the C-word, there were several reviews that complained about how sexually explicit this book was. Okay, listen, they didn't even kiss until over halfway through the damn book. Right. I wouldn't say it's, like, sexually explicit. Now, if you listen to the audiobook, it's uncomfortable as hell. Oh, for sure. It's really uncomfortable. I felt like this was pretty tame. I mean, it was vulgar for sure, but it was mostly just them fantasizing about one another. Just a lot of uh, talk. Like you said, a lot of talk. Yeah. And that's another thing. This is a contemporary romance. There is definitely not a problem with preferring different spice or steam levels. That's fine. But this is a contemporary romance, and most of them... Tend to They tend to be steamy. Mm -hmm. At least the ones I've read. So, and this... uh, Compared to the other stuff I've read, this was pretty tame, so that threw me off a bit when I was going through reviews and I saw these negative reviews talking about how sexually explicit it was. Eh, you know, hey, to each their own. Agree to disagree. Moist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Can't take us anywhere. No. All right. Those are some thoughts from the masses. Big moment. Amanda. How many and what kind of phallic symbols would you rate this book? I would give it two perverted eggs (laughs) out of five perverted eggs. Two out of five perverted eggs. Can I say why? Yes. Okay. I really liked that they talked about mental health. Mm -hmm. I liked the character development. Not so much Chloe, but definitely Red, you know. How many men admit their faults and admit that they need therapy? Oh my god! Now, I've never met a one, but I only date narcissists, so that's <laughs> my fault. But I enjoyed that. Um, I don't know. It was just bad. I'm sorry. It was just boring. I just kept waiting for something to happen, and mm. just when something finally did happen, I was like, oh, I just didn't like them together. Really, it seemed very underwhelming. Yeah. 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 Um, wasn't feeling it. Wasn't feeling them together. Wasn't feeling it. I like the use of perverted eggs. You know, that can count as a chub. Yeah. Well, it's it's phallic. It's a little chub. A little chub. A little chub chub. <laughs> How many perverted eggs do you give this book? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it three perverted eggs. Generous. It just sucks. I wanted to love this book as much as most people seem to. I do think it had a lot of positives, like you said. Uh, it went against grain in its, uh, its viewpoint on mental health, especially in regards to men. Mm-hmm. The man is coming from an abusive relationship and not the woman. Uh, the man is the more sensitive of the two. And then, you know, of course, all all of the things about family, friends, illness, just in general, like trying to be a good person. There were a lot of really good themes. And it's not, to me, it wasn't, I don't, I don't think it was a bad book. I just think it just didn't click with me. I just didn't mesh well with this book. It was okay. I'll say it was okay. Uh, so three perverted eggs from me. And I'll actually be posting my full review on the Turgid Tomes podcast Goodreads page if anyone's interested in checking that out. It includes gifts. It's time for the bi-weekly boner. Ah, Amanda looks thrilled. Okay. I love boners. (laughs) Every other week, I will find the most ridiculous description of a wiener, and I will share it with everyone on this podcast. So, earlier this week, I was reading 
yet another hockey romance. And the book is called Good Boy, and it's actually part of a series. It's the first book in the WAGS series. It's co-authored by Serena Bowen and one of my favorites, uh, L. Kennedy. I don't know if anyone's read her off-campus hockey romance series. 10 out of 10 recommend. It's hilarious. And we will definitely be covering at least one of those books from that series. It's one of my favorite sports romance series. Now that I'm done fangirling. So remember all the way back, let's roll it back all the way back to episode two. If you remember, Rachel and I were discussing how dudes will sometimes nickname their junk. If you don't remember, that's fine. Anyways, dudes will sometimes nickname their junk. So in this book, good boy, the main character's name is Blake Riley, and he refers to his penis as Snake Riley. It literally sounds like a member of an 80s hair metal band. No. Like Snake Riley. (laughs) What? Like it's wearing a little leather jacket. Right? Like like having super teased bleached hair with like a bandana. (laughs) I can't. It's so awkward. And the way he discusses, the way he refers to it is just like it's its own person. You know, not not a super raunch one. Amanda's yawning. She hates it. Boring boner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a little boring. I don't know. I was just, I was very amused. Interesting nickname. Literally sounds like a member from Poison. What are you doing? (laughs) Thank you for the description of Red Boner. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you ever watch Rock of Love? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. You know Brett Michaels? Mm-hmm. Snake Riley. Yeah. Rock of Love. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to draw a little dick with a little jacket and some hair. Oh my god, please do. Oh my god. Okay, yes. Do you, Please do that. Snake Riley. Snake Riley. <laughs> and when... <laughs> So I messed it up. When I read it, I was really basic. I needed to add the the umph. Snake Riley. (laughs) The look you just gave me. Oh, it was great. Please do that doodle. I will include it on the podcast Instagram. With drumsticks. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Which I'm pretty sure I'm going to include some of our texts <laughs> about this book, too. Me bitching. <laughs> the end angered me. They finally fucked. <laughs> so, I have supplied the third leg for this week, but eventually, I'd like to hear some giggle stick descriptions from all of you listeners. You can email the goods to turgitomespodcast at gmail.com, put bi-weekly boner in the subject line, and don't forget... You must include the name of the book and the author. You made it. I made it. You made it. (laughs) How do you feel? I feel dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Would you recommend this to a friend? The book? No. (laughs) The podcast? Yes. (laughs) Do you think you'll be back? More wine involved. There will definitely be more wine or other forms of alcohol. Or not. The drinks, at you had a try. The drinks do not have to be alcoholic. I just want to emphasize that. No, they do not. They, they do not. To be. Amanda may or may not return. <laughs> we may have scarred her for life and put her off romance books forever. I don't know, though. Maybe you'd like A Court of Thorns and Roses. I did like Warm Bodies. Oh, that's a I was big one. into that. Oh, oh, that's right. We were talking about um. There's a there's a young adult series that came out years ago. It's called Generation Dead, and it's like a young adult zombie romance novel. We were thinking about doing that. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh oh, we've let it slip. We let them know what <laughs> we're covering next. But yeah, that that'll be a ways off. That honestly, that might that might not happen. It might not release until next year. Well, we did it. Woo! Woo! That's it. We made it. Thanks for doing this with me. Of course. I'm always glad to introduce non-romance readers to the genre. Genre. 
John. <laughs> to the John, to the toilet. So glad. I'm always glad to introduce non-romance readers to the genre. And obviously, this this was not your favorite, but we will try again. We will try again. Hopefully you'll be back. Speaking of being back, join me back here in two weeks to cover our next read, Engagement and Espionage by Penny Reed. And remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down. Toodles! Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tom's podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.